You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, thanks for joining me on this Tuesday. Yesterday, we launched 21 Days of Serving at Eastside with a dream to unleash 5,000 acts of compassion in our communities and neighborhoods over the next 21 days. So we're talking this week about learning to see people like all people through the eyes of love, through the eyes of Jesus. Many of you, like me, you wear glasses or maybe you have contacts or like my daughter Jenna recently did, you've had LASIK correction surgery. But many of us need some kind of correction to see clearly. I I got my first pair of glasses in the third grade because I was nearsighted. I couldn't see far away. I couldn't see the chalkboard at school, a sign on a road, a movie screen in a theater. But I could see up close really well because I'm nearsighted. And that's a pretty good description of my life for many years. I I had a case of spiritual myopia. I I could be pretty self-absorbed, self-focused. That's how spiritual nearsightedness works. Your life is pretty good, but those in the distance, their needs, their desires, their issues, they're just not something you see or are concerned about. So what if my neighbors have needs? So what if people in my community have needs? So what about the frontline workers and those who are more vulnerable and at risk to the coronavirus? So what about the homeless and the traffic? So, so what about racism, global poverty, malnutrition, disease? They got their problems, I've got mine. Friends, through the years, I've had to ask God to give me some corrective lenses to help me see people the way Jesus sees them. But I'm not only nearsighted, I also have astigmatism. I'm falling apart. I really do. It's why I'm not a good candidate for LASIK. Spiritual astigmatism happens when the worth and values of a person gets distorted. And instead of seeing them as a person of great worth in the eyes of God, you see their skin color, their money, their shape, their size, their ability, their disability, their beauty, their occupation. It's determining worth based on what our culture says is valuable. And we we stop seeing people for who they are in the eyes of Jesus. So I'm nearsighted. I have astigmatism. I've had those most of my life. And then a few years ago, just one day, all of a sudden, I was trying to read something and I couldn't. And now I'm also farsighted. I mean, I'm falling apart. Barbara actually has the same condition, but refuses to wear her glasses. I I have to hold restaurant menus for her from across the table so she can read. Spiritually speaking, farsightedness is when we're good at seeing and discerning and dissecting the flaws of other people a hundred yards away, but we can't see our own stuff. You can see the speck of sawdust in your brother or sister's eye. You can't see the log in your own eye. You can't see up close. You're, you're never introspective. You never pray prayers like David prayed in Psalm 139. Search me, oh God, know my heart, test my thoughts, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And if you refuse to pray that kind of humble prayer, then the condition worsens and you develop blind spots. Jesus called the religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees, blind guides. They could not see, not with God's eyes. One day, Jesus healed a man who had been born blind, and they were more concerned Jesus was performing a healing on the Sabbath, the day of rest, than they were about celebrating for a man who was once blind but now could see. Eyes that cannot see might be healed, but eyes that will not see cannot be helped. And that's why a self-righteous heart is the most dangerous of all spiritual conditions. So let me ask you, no matter whether you struggle with being nearsighted, 
farsighted, astigmatism, or blind spots? What could you do this week to be the hands and feet of Jesus to someone that would be so easy to overlook or look past? Is there a frontline worker you could encourage with a care package, a note, a meal, a thoughtful gift? What if a whole bunch of us just surprised our UPS or Amazon Prime driver, the the grocery store clerk, a doctor or nurse, or one of our heroic first responders with a gesture that they didn't see coming? COVID-19 has led to critically low blood supplies, and the Red Cross is setting up blood drives this week at three of our campuses. You could learn more about that on our app or website. You could give the gift of life. Or you could write an encouraging note to someone who feels isolated due to the pandemic, a senior citizen, someone in a senior living facility or nursing home. You could provide needed items for someone, groceries or household items that cannot safely leave their home. Maybe you could set up time to connect with someone isolated through a Zoom call or FaceTime or do a Netflix watch party. Or maybe you could just pray extra hard this week for those impacted and hurting and and families who are dealing with grief and loss right now. Need more ideas? Just go to the Eastside app. Check out all the different ideas to inspire you. The interactive map where you can share your acts of compassion over the next 21 days. All of us can do something. Let's practice Galatians 5.13, which says, Serve one another in love. Well, God, that's my prayer right now, that today my eyes would be open and alert to opportunities to serve, that I wouldn't just walk by, that I wouldn't just say sometime later, but I would extend loving kindness while I have the opportunity. And God, I know that's the prayer for many right now. Help us to get outside of ourselves. Lift our vision to see people as you see them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, go do it today. Unleash compassion wherever you go. I'll see you back here tomorrow.